and welcome to the Leinster Regional Session. My name is Dara, I'm part of the media team and I'm from Ireland. Um, today I am joined by Magdalena, the chair of the Agri Committee on um, Agriculture and Rural Development, if you want to say hi. Uh, hi, I'm Magdalena. Uh, I originally come from Poland and my surname is Kwiecin, which translates to April, which is like a pretty, uh, pretty lovely time of the year. But I'm not gonna like torture you with like trying to get you to pronounce my surname. So like, let's stick to Magdalena. Yeah, I was born and raised in Poland. And now, now I live in Innsbruck, Austria, where I started my bachelor in business and management. Very nice. Um, so we're here today. Um, Magdalena is the chair of, as I say, the Agri Committee. And the Agri Committee is be responsible. The beekeeping industry faces several challenges, including parasites, low profitability, and most worrying, the emerging problem of colony collapse disorder. What steps should the European Union take to protect its pollination? So I'm here to just ask you a couple of questions about the cultural impact of the, your topic of how it affects the daily lives of people and the challenges that it might present going forward. So my first question to you is really the like kind of different facts or figures or et cetera that you've encountered while coming on, like while researching the topic. So like what are the like more interesting facts that most people wouldn't be aware of or anything like that that you came into contact with? Yeah, I'm actually such a nerd and such a geek that I tried to put as much numbers um, as I could in the topic overview. But like from the very beginning, I was aware that bees are important, but like the process of preparing the topic like actually opened my eyes on the whole issue. Like a third of our food production being dependent on pollinators, that's crazy. At least to me, that's crazy. And one thing is like producing honey and of course other uh, bee pro uh, related products. But the other thing, and which is far more important like in the bigger perspective is like providing the necessary pollination for other plants that are in our precious planet. And Getting into the issue, like you can actually see how interrelated everything is. And that's that even like the smallest creatures matter. That kind of sounded like a motivational quote or something. So um, but yeah, but well, what 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 all but what also did not escape my attention was how much honey is actually imported into the um, European Union. Like in 2018, the EU, EU member states imported almost 210,000 tons of natural honey from non-EU member states. And like in contrast, uh, in 2018, just 21,000 tons uh, of honey were exported. So like, that's a crazy comparison, at least to me. And like the conditions in the EU member states uh, for producing honey are like perfectly fine. And we still um, tend to import that big amounts of honey uh, every year. So to, to me, it sounded like, well, like, you know, a little light above my head, like switched off, switched on. Like I was like, something is clearly wrong. Cause like we have all of the conditions and like we have all of the um, perfect environment to produce honey, but we still don't do it. Um, and that's that's pretty much eye-opening. And you can find statistics claiming that at least 80% of all new beekeepers quit within the first two years. And like that happens to multiple reasons, of course. For some, it's like too difficult and too labor in intensive of a process. 
but for others they simply find it unprofitable and like just genuinely choose to step away because like there's no point in putting so much work when it's not remunerated in a proper manner and besides like there are not that many beekeepers in Europe that was like very strange to me because like I was born in a rural area and I could see so many beehives around and I thought that's the case in like other European countries but it's clearly not like in 2016 there were approximately 6,000 beekeepers which in comparison like the whole population of Europe which is like 70 um 740 million people is like very little to say the least what was also very strange and awkward to me is that the biggest producers of bee-related products uh, are countries that are not necessarily well known for being the biggest food product producers in Europe. Like for example, Germany, uh, they constitute for the biggest uh, bee-related products production in Europe. But like when you think of Germany, you don't necessarily think of farmlands or like um, cows and all, all of the like natural and bio-organic food you just think of like a very well-developed country but not necessarily a food pro producing one so like why wouldn't we give the opportunity to the countries that provide the perfect environment for the beekeepers to like thrive and like flourish their, their businesses there um and not get the biggest numbers from those countries and that Germany, for example, that does basically not scream, I'm a food producer. So, so that's, that's what I observed and that's actually pretty eye-opening. And I think that is why we need to talk about this topic more often. So you kind of touched on it briefly there in a number of the different like stats and that that you brought up, but with a lot of the topics that can be brought up in EYP and with different committees, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's a bit difficult to conceptualize how it's going to affect me directly or affect someone like affect someone directly. So do you have any like examples or et cetera, how, of how it might affect the delegates in our committee, their families and et cetera directly? Yeah, as I said previously, like one third of our food production relies on pollinators. So not just bees themselves, other pollinating species like birds. Um, and what it's very, very important is that how I mentioned uh, previously as well, is that everything is interrelated and it's like a whole big chain reaction. So like there are not enough pollinators taking care of uh, the plants that require pollinating. And then the foot production drops drops to like very low level. So like you you would be able to clearly see the prices, of course, going up because there is uh, less there are less products on the market, and there is there will be um, a smaller variety of products you can get just because like of course with like smaller variety of plants that are. Uh, able to produce food for us because they're like they're they are they, they depend on pollinating there will be less products available to us so like it's it's a whole um like i said it's a big chain reaction so for example it does not necessarily uh 
limit itself just for the food production. It also is very important for the climate change, for example. Like without bees pollinating the plants, the plants cannot reproduce and cannot bloom. And um, and basically the as as the world as we know may not look the same in I don't know 20 or 30 years just because not only the food production will drop down but also like the number of plants that will have the sufficient environment and sufficient conditions to fully like grow properly and like do what they do for us which is basically clear the air and like provide us with like all the vitals and um just like I, like i told you in my opinion beekeeping does not necessarily um mean just the honey but also the bee related products which for example um in poland i have recently observed a rise for like the natural medicine and a lot of bee related products have very good um ha have very good impact on your body and can give like can 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 help you uh get healthy and get better and can help you overcome some of the medical conditions even so with the rising popularity of like natural medicine not only honey is becoming important but also like um other bee related products so I think it's a in the big picture, even though bees are pretty small, the big picture they paint is very significant to our everyday life. Yeah, well, I mean, when you put it all together like that, it really does, it seems like a much more important topic than when you might look at it initially. Um, but my next question then is about like, so are there any like commonly held beliefs or like just thought process that like most people would think, oh yeah, that's that, there's an easy fix to this. There's no problem. We can just do this thing and then everything will be fine. Are there any of those that you encountered through your research that you figured maybe this is a more complex issue and more, needs a more complex solution? Okay, so when I first started, I was like, yeah, there are not enough bees and like the bees are dying. So like more bees equals a better world. But the biggest slap in the face was the fact that actually too many bees can also cause a lot of troubles not only for the environment but also for uh, the other species species so i talk about it in the people take i believe and i talk about a very important struggle that is the um argument between environmentalists and the beekeepers because like the people the researchers the environment researchers um claim that beekeepers are often given access to like the natural areas but when they're given this access the there is a, a very significant lack of prior environmental impact research uh, and like monitoring of like na native bee communities and like wild bees communities and as a result the competition among pollinators and other pollinating species so not only bees not only wild bees so like it's not only the struggle between the honeybees and like the um, wild bees, but also between like other pollinating species. And the competition among those increases. And it's it's like you would throw too many good swimmers in like for example, in, in in comparison to average swimmers, 
into a swimming competition. Excuse this weird comparison, but I've just like recently come across like a Michael Phelps Olympic highlights. So I just, that's what I thought about. But um, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is like the average ones will not do as good as the experienced and well-trained ones. In this, in this case, the uh, honeybee is the like the well-trained and experienced one because like it's the most popular species species of the pollinators out there and as a result you would end up with the good ones dominating the whole event and like the weaker ones being completely left out alone so that's how it is in like the environment when you put too many of those strong species of like for example honeybees the other ones will struggle to like basically survive and like the the whole balance that the preserving nature is all about will be disturbed. So like that's in my opinion, like the most like controversial, I would say, maybe controversial is not the right word, but the thing that you also have to keep in mind that like putting too many bees is not the solution. You have to do it responsibly and like with proper um, research on the topic and like on the areas you put the bees in. That's very interesting in terms of presenting the different challenges and how it obviously, as you say, is much more complex than um, one might think initially of just, yeah, more bees, that'll do the job. Um, but you pre presented one of the challenges that your committee is likely to encounter over the, um, over the session. But are there any other of the like, main challenges that you think they're going to encounter um, from the challenges of getting more funding or, or not more funding, but um, keeping, keeping this, like keeping our biodiversity and our natural world alive while also managing the commercial and um, economic impact of beekeeping. Yeah, yeah, of course there will be challenges, like there are always some challenges to overcome. And I think the biggest, biggest issue will fall on the importance of like the common agricultural policy, which is like a pretty big thing, like the biggest initiative, like supporting uh, farming um, communities around Europe and it like I also mentioned it in my people take and the politics take but what is important to like keep in mind is that of course it like strives to help all of the farmers and like ma make the farming like an easy and like and maybe as easy and as possible as profitable as possible so that we can keep uh, producing foods, we can keep producing goods uh, with no bigger bigger concerns. And even though it's like a pretty big chunk of EU budget, it still does not it still does not provide enough financial support for the beekeepers, which, as I mentioned before, may contribute to at least eighty percent of the new beekeepers quitting after two years because like they don't they simply don't find it profitable and there is not enough financial support for the beekeepers like of course common agricultural policy like it encourages like research and like uh all of the maybe like the first steps to providing the beekeeping community with like what they need to um to basically survive in, in in the in the whole pack of other um, food producing uh, food producing parties, but 
the common agricultural policy supports research, but not necessarily the actions. It's so like, in my opinion, there's too much like talking, but not necessarily acting on it, which of course, like you need to talk about it. Like you need to spread the awareness. You need to like put some funds into research and development of like new strategies, but like creating those is one thing but actually implementing those and like improving the actual state and condition of the beekeeping and like the pollinator situation is, is the other. And what I also think may be a bit inconvenient in like trying to find the, like the middle ground and like the golden middle, I think it's called in English. I, I it's, in, it's, it's how it's called in Polish. So like, let's call it the golden, the golden middle part. Of it. So it's balancing the agricultural uh, funds and the development of agriculture and, for example, the tourism and the competition for land use, because like that's also a big issue. A lot of, uh, for example, in the Mediterranean countries, a lot of beekeeping um, like areas are also located in like the most popular areas among tourists and like of course the of course like beekeeping is important for them but also tourism is a big chunk of their economy so like you have to find the right balance between those two so you will not exclude those people who profit solely from tourism and those who try to make a living out of beekeeping and another thing is that as we know, the world is constantly developing and progressing. And my question would be, is the developing technology the solution to the problem? Or maybe is it the cause of the problem? Because like at one hand, you have the intensification of agriculture, but at the same time, the, the deterioration of like natural habitats because of that. And the, for example, the use of pesticides, which is, which is also a big issue here. But yeah, the EU, of course, is trying to fight the inappropriate use of pesticides and like the overuse of pesticides, but it's still not completely, um, not, complete, not a completely resolved issue. Like every coin has two sides. So at one side, you have this uh, big opportunity to like, create something to help the world. But at the other hand, you have to think about the consequences that come from it. And another question I would want to leave my delegates with before the session is to what extent should people intervene? Because like, we know that we are the, like, the primary reason for the deterioration of the environment of, and of the deterioration of like the natural habitats. So, okay, we, we did it wrong. We did something wrong and we have to fix it. But to what extent can we actually like just walk into the nature and like all of the processes that happen in nature and to what extent can we manipulate those so that the balance is preserved? So just like I said, we cannot put too, we cannot simply put too many bees because like it will have consequences. We cannot just simply, I don't know, like focus on like solely agriculture and like the land use. Cause like there is also like 
native species and like all of the chain reactions that come simply for like from like removing one puzzle and like like a one domino tile from or, or one just one party from the equation so like you have to keep everything in mind because like that's nature what we're that, that's a nature that we're dealing with and like you have to be careful because like we don't necessarily have like the resources even to like maintain it properly without like causing any side effects. Well, well, you're certainly leaving your delegates with a lot to consider and obviously um, any other committees will have a lot to consider when they're uh, debating this topic in GA. But for now, that's all from us. So thank you, Magdalena, for spending time with us and educating definitely myself and I'm sure everyone listening um, about the topic. Um, and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you all at the session. <laughs>